you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, football! The countdown is six. Six days until Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium right next door to me right now. An epic showdown between the Rams and the Bengals in the heart of Los Angeles. And welcome to Good Morning Football. We are so excited to be here and presented by Gatorade. Live from Super Bowl 56 in L.A. Monday, February 7th is the date. My name is Kay Adams. And I, I said guys, but where are the guys? Come on, come on, come on, come on. We got Adams. I mean, don't leave me out here stranded, kid. D'Angelo Hall, baby. Peter Schrager. Kyle Brand. And good morning, man. I mean, the early hours. Should we explain what's going on? Yeah. Kyle, go for it. Used to live on the West Coast. What do you got? I had the craziest dream the Cincinnati Bengals were in the Super Bowl. What? It happened. I'm here. We made it. We are, if you're watching us right now, we're live local in Los Angeles. It's 4 a.m. where we're here. We're not taping this. We are live. We are here. Peter D'Angelo, Kay, we're fired up. Kay was on time. We are kind of rolling in Uh-huh, uh-huh. If by on time, I texted you and said, I'm actually not going to get in your car this morning. I'm running a little bit late, but we're here and we're excited. And we'll be here each and every day. We'll all be right here in this insane studio at our NFL headquarters in L.A. So let's do it, guys. Bengals, Rams, a Super Bowl, a 56. And let's welcome in Aditi Kinkabwala. She is outside of Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati, and I am jealous. Taylor Bashotti is in Manhattan Beach. I'm also jealous. Uh, Here in California at the Rams Hotel, Aditi, let's start with you here. What's on deck for the Bengals today and for the rest of the week and that fan base there in Cincinnati? Kay, what's on deck is I cannot wait to get out there and join you. It's 23 degrees out here. I'm standing on a sheet of ice, but here's what's notable. Bengals head coach Zach Taylor had his players practice three days inside at the University of Cincinnati Bundable. That's something that he has not done all year. He's prided himself on his team preparing in these awful temperatures. The reason he's doing that is because, as he said, they're going to L.A. tomorrow morning. So before then, there is indeed a pep rally out here tonight, 6 o'clock. We'll hear from coaches. We'll hear from players like Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon. Again, Coach Zach Taylor, no practice today, nothing other than regular workouts and those media commitments. There's a lot of excitement here in this city. Those tickets, Kay, for this pep rally tonight, 30,000 people, they sold out in less than three hours. Zach Taylor, the former Rams assistant, going going back back to Cali. Cali, we cannot wait. Taylor, it's great to see you. We're very excited this morning. You know, 
Every single team during Super Bowl week, they say they want to keep everything as normal as possible, same routine, same work day. But is that as big of an obstacle for the Rams, considering they are the L.A. Rams playing in their home stadium? Tell us about it. I mean, Kyle, they're probably having more normal of a morning than we are right now. They are going to be able to stay in their same building. They're going to be able to stay on their own same practice fields all week in Thousand Oaks. And they're actually going to be able to sleep in their own beds every single night. They don't have to come to the team hotel until Saturday, which, by the way, the team hotel, they stay here every Saturday night before home games. So what's on the docket for the Rams today? Well, first, they're going to have a walkthrough for their practice. After that, they are going to have some a little bit of media availability, followed by opening night tonight, where we're going to hear from Aaron Donald, OBJ, Stafford, McVay, all the big names. And today's work will also be a walkthrough, but the big name to focus on is Tyler Higby. He injured his MCL in the NFC Championship game. He has not seen the practice field since then, so he's going to be the name to keep an eye on this week because McVeigh has not closed the door on the possibility that he could return this week. We'll hear from some of those big names. Excellent work by you, Taylor Bashotti, covering the Rams for us on Good Morning Football this week. And Aditi Kinkabala, who mentioned that pep rally. Aditi, you never know who might stop by that pep rally later tonight. So stay tuned to all things going on in Cincinnati. Thank you both. Talk to you in a bit. There is so much to be excited about this week. So, Shregs, I throw it to you. Hmm. You're shot out of a cannon this morning. What are you looking forward to? Uh, I love Super Bowl week. Mm -hmm. I love when we go on remote. I love these shows. And I love seeing the town a little bit the day we get in. So I got a chance to walk around downtown Los Angeles yesterday. And I'm seeing a lot of Aaron Donald jerseys. Okay. Seeing awesome. a lot of number three Beckham jerseys. A lot of number 10 jerseys. That I'm excited to see how this Rams super team actually handles a Super Bowl week. <laughs> it's one thing when you're the four seed and no one believes in you. And you're going up against Tom Brady. Or you're going up against Kyle Shannon. How about when you're the big bad Wolves? How about when you're the favorites? And just and Bengals fans might not have arrived yet. But from an early week of preparation coming into this thing, I thought this was going to be Bengals fans everywhere. They will be. They're getting on the planes when those teams does. The Rams fans, they are out and about. So I'm all days. And I think the city is showing out. Yeah. D'Angelo and I were walking downtown yesterday. I said, I'm going to take a photo of this. Took a photo you got? <laughs> of Vaughn Miller on the side of a building. And this is, this is what we envisioned, right? When they made all these moves, when they went and got Stafford, that's, that's the dream. And now the Rams... They have that, is that dream Justin realized. Bieber down there, or is that Pete Davidson? Who <laughs> that's is that guy? That's Pete the Davidson beats. Mm. He's everywhere. That guy, he's... <laughs> that's awesome, Frank. He, he, the two of us, me and we hung out with that guy after. <laughs> is that cool? <laughs> that's that's it was yeah. cool. Um, but that's what I think. Like, this is not only L.A., but the L.A. team and the L.A. superstars. This is what they built it for. And let's see if that entire momentum and that inertia can lead to Sunday and it actually feels like a home game. You know, I'm excited this week. You spoke about the Rams. And for me, it's seeing both of these teams, right? The expectations for the Rams, we knew what it was, right? This whole offseason when they went and got Matthew Stafford, it was all about, man, can this team make it to the Super Bowl? They had Jared Goff. Didn't quite think that was going to be the answer, right? So they move on from him. And so I'm excited to see Matthew Stafford and his team with all of these expectations. And then on the other side, the Cincinnati Bengals, a team that had no expectations. I was at the game when Joe Burrow tore his ACL. Mm. And I didn't know what to expect from mm -hmm. him this season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But to see the way this whole football team from the Bengals have continued to make plays, right? It was a point in the season where I said, the Bengals have mm -hmm. arrived. Mm. And then a couple weeks later, I said, the Bengals aren't very good. I don't know. <laughs> They're inconsistent. And to see this team right here, the team that everybody thought had an opportunity to get there, and the team nobody thought had an opportunity to get there, they'll play Sunday. And I can't wait. It's good, right? It's going to go down. It's really good. I remember when we started as a show six years ago, we were always encouraged to speak in breakfast terms. You know, pancakes, this, yeah, and orange, a lot of that. that. A lot of that. Soggy waffles. Yeah, it's a lot of soggy waffles. I'm going back to, my, I'm going back to our roots. I like that variety cereal pack. I like the ones with all the different yeah. cereals. And I, and I feel like that's what we got this time. Guys, there's no Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. There's no Bill Belichick. The Chiefs aren't here. We got something fresh. We have a variety, but the Bengals are here. Matt Stafford is here. I like the fresh breakfast. And I took a picture of my own. I took a picture of my own this morning. This is me leaving for work. Every year they, they paste these, the, these pictures all over the hotels and everything like that. I'm looking at a picture of Joe Burrow, a second-year quarterback. I'm looking at Cooper Cup, Joe Mixon, Matthew Stafford. It's not just the same Brady pictures, the same Mahomes pictures. It feels completely different. It, the teams are fresh. L.A. is fresh. You know, they haven't done this thing here since the mid-90s. Mm. Pasadena, Michael Jackson was the halftime show. That's how long it's been. And can I tell you, there's, a, there's some vibe around, too, not just for the Rams, not just for the Rams. 
there's vibe on the halftime show already. Mm-hmm. There's other buildings that have Snoop yeah. and Kendrick Lamar, and there's just a little bit of that music going around. And whether you're from here, not from here, that music is LA. Maybe the halftime show, maybe you're not a big fan of uh, The Who. Maybe you're not a Springsteen guy, which means you're not a sports writer. When you hear those Snoop Dre songs, like, I don't care what point in your life you were at when those things were playing, you are taken back immediately. We're listening to them right now. We're getting a little bit loose on a Monday morning or a Monday night, whatever day it is, Adams. Uh, it's fresh here in LA, and it's really exciting. Yeah! Monday, What's my name? Early morning, 4.09 local here, mm. Pacific Standard Time. It's the first Super Bowl that the three of us are covering together without either Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. We've been doing this show. This wow. is our sixth season, so that's a bit wild. I'll say to me, it's all about the Bengals fans. I got in with them early in August, was embraced, was cheering them on, and for me to see, and I know that the Rams have gone to the Super Bowl, though, and they also went all in and said, we're going to go there and add all these big pieces. So for me, it's that fan base. Do I think they were tortured? Maybe, but they went through some ups and downs with this team. There's not like this overwhelming talk about us feeling that I get from other fan bases. They're enjoying the ride. They know their future is set, whether they win or lose. Being in Cincinnati was maybe one of my top three sports moments of my entire life for the weekend back when they lost to the Niners and hadn't really lost since. We'll talk to Chris Consworth about all of that coming up, but they're enjoying it. The thought of seeing them in this moment and seeing Joe Burrow and this team have a chance of making history is so, so exciting. So let us know what you're excited about. Super Bowl week, media night, their celebrations, the halftime show at GMFB with your thoughts there. Let's bring in Tom Pelissero. Okay. We have some big news out of Miami yesterday. Mike McDaniel becomes the the coach of the Dolphins. How does that happen? Okay, it's a fascinating hire by the Miami Dolphins. Mike McDaniel, their new coach, 38 years old, a Yale graduate, regarded as one of the NFL's brightest young offensive minds. He's been a longtime Kyle Shanahan assistant and run game guru who now gets the opportunity to run his own show. There was another finalist, Kellen Moore, the Cowboys offensive coordinator. The Dolphins chose McDaniel instead. He identifies as multiracial. His father is black, which also means he's the first minority head coach hired in this cycle. The 49ers will receive two third-round compensatory picks, one in each of the next two drafts. Just two head coach vacancies remain now, Kay, the Saints and the Texans. It's called a little good morning football at the Super Bowl, Los Angeles. We are here, Peter Schrager, D'Angelo Hall, Kyle Brandt, myself, Kay Adams, for all of the festivities, media night, celebrations, media availability, all the biggest stars will speak, of course, and it all leads to Inglewood. It all leads to SoFi Stadium, which is right across the street here at our beautiful NFL headquarters. But the Pro Bowl was last night. Yeah, let's do Vegas before LA. AFC looking to win their fifth straight Pro Bowl. They got a dynasty going here. And Justin Herbert had it going to who? Mark Andrews. That's fun. They had two touchdowns in two of them. Herbert would be named offensive MVP for with 98 yards passing. It's kind of a weird game. That is your Pro Bowl 41 to 30. AFC, break them up. Five in a row. Kyler threw three touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, two rushes, five yards. He lit it up. The Pro Bowl. <laughs> there was the game. There were all the festivities before. Tyron Matthews' kids were adorable. Yep. The players all together, players with fans yeah. and kids. What was your favorite part of the festivities and specifically the game yesterday? My favorite moment was these two guys right here, the yep. Diggs the brothers. I got to play with my brother in high school. And, man, what a dream it would have been yeah. to play against him in the National Football League. And then on top of that, Switch positions and go get him in the Pro Bowl. I mean, come on. And I just talked about it earlier. Steph, uh, Steph knows he over there pulling on Trayvon. Otherwise, Trayvon would have went up there and got that ball, I think. Corner, one of the hardest positions to play. Yeah. But that was by far my favorite moment, watching those two dudes just compete all week long at the Pro Bowl. My favorite thing is to go on Twitter during the Pro Bowl and see people complaining. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's not football! That's, it's supposed to be fun. And that's what it was yesterday. I love to see the players hang together, yeah. like you were saying, the family. What are you expecting? Like, what? I know you want the NFC Championship game every week. It's not going to happen. You know, what is this thing I've been watching for three straight hours without it's going to rate higher than every Stanley Cup playoff game. But why am I watching oh. this? It's that good. And I love seeing the guys because it's like Mike Evans is hanging with Kyler Murray and Jonathan Taylor is hanging with Travis Kelsey. And it's very cool to see all these players from different teams celebrate each other. Chiefs helmet and a Raiders helmet together. Mm-hmm. Come on, I'm for that. But God, if you're complaining about the Pro Bowl, come on. How good have these playoffs been? Come on. Have, how have we never gone to a Pro Bowl? I'll complain about go the on. Pro Bowl. I can't believe, can you believe we didn't go? We couldn't have made a little stop in Vegas before coming here? Come I'm on. I'm I've never gotten to cover. Pizza. I just want to talk to them when they're practicing and yeah. scrimmaging and all of that. And ex- 
excellent job by our reporters who were out there covering it and making it awesome. I think if we had gone, I don't know if we're standing here. Right? I agree. <laughs> I'll Probably speak for not. myself. I agree. I've uh, dry heaved out some windows on the yes. 15th South. It's never pretty. I'd but, be on uh, a roller coaster at Circus Circus. Is that right, yes, Peter? Yes, I'd be There are too many cameras here. I don't know where There's a lot. I'm choking. What am I doing? There's nothing I'm more flustered by. Okay, what would Super Bowl experience mean for Joe Burrow? What will it mean? We'll discuss that next. This is super weird. This, I feel like we're doing like a sister act. Turn, like. turn the beat around. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. And then there were six, just six days until Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium, an epic showdown between the Rams and the Bengals, two very different teams, two very intriguing quarterbacks, and it is all going down right here in L.A. Welcome to Good Morning Football, everybody, presented by Gatorade. Look at us. We're here in this beautiful studio. D'Angelo Hall is smiling. Peter Schrager is awake. Kyle Brandt, how you feeling, buddy? It's like a child's play place. Talk to me. It's so beautiful. It's so colorful. It's so cavernous. It's so wonderful. This is awesome to be here, especially this week. My God. Got lots to talk about between yes. those Bengals and those Rams. Let's get the latest on both squads with the lead. The lead block. Hey. The Bengals, what a run this season. Magical, uh, and a lot to do with their young quarterback who's magical in his own aura since yep. college even. So not only in the game itself, the entire week leading up, what does the Super Bowl 56 experience, going through the motions, all of that, this stage, these eyeballs mean for Joe Burrow? It means a lot. Six, seven months ago, Joe Burrow was an injured quarterback on a really struggling franchise. The future wasn't necessarily bright. We don't know. We don't know how he's going to recover from that. We don't know if it was going to be the Browns division. And in that six months, he is now a star. A star. This week with the game culminating is when he can become a superstar. And how do I separate the two? Superstar, you don't have to follow the NFL. You know who they are. My mom knows who you are. It's Tom Brady. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's Patrick Mahomes. There's tons of stars in this league. Five or six superstars. If Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl at the end of this week and goes through the media and nails it and walks off and says, I'm going to Disneyland, superstar. Because you know what? He's joining the club. The guys who win the, the, the Super Bowl in their first two seasons in the league as quarterbacks, it is really exclusive. Hall of Famers only. That's the list. Russ, Roethlisberger, Brady, Warner, all those guys are already in or going in. And I got to tell you, looking at this list, Ben Roethlisberger was a passenger on a Steeler-driven defense team. Russell Wilson had the LOB. Tom Brady, that is defensive-based team the Patriots had. 
All due respect to the Bengals' defense, which we just heard about, is great. Joe Burrow's going into Arrowhead chucking touchdowns. That is a different makeup than some of those guys. He is leading this team. It is offense first, and the defense is really good, so I don't think it's apples to apples. He has become a star in the last six months. He can become a superstar in the next six days. Ooh, I'm going to have to push back a little bit, Kyle. Okay, I think on. he is a superstar. Already? And so I Let's think go. what this means, like all those names you mentioned, you got Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger was carried. Russell Wilson was carried. Tom Brady was trying to figure it out, right? Yeah. Kurt Warner was the guy. Mm-hmm. He was. He mm-hmm. was chucking that ball all around. I came in the league in 03, and he was still throwing it all over <laughs> yeah, right. the place. When you watch Joe Burrow play football, like, I, to me, he doesn't need to win this Super Bowl. Okay. Like, in year two, coming off that ACL, he didn't really convince us all as a rookie. It really took this year, two for us to say, wow. I mean, this kid got sacked a lot. Seemed unfazed, right? How many quarterbacks do you see get up slamming the ball, mad at everybody? Yeah, throwing the mouth guard. That's not cool, yeah. Joe B. He chilling. It, it doesn't matter to him. He just goes out there and he continues to make plays. And so I'm going to push back on the narrative. To me, he is a superstar. And Joe Burrow, let me get my ISO cam. I, I thought in college you had a whole lot of help. I thought it was very easy for, mm. you know, to watch you make plays. I thought in, in the NFL you struggled a little bit. And watching him as a rookie, we actually, I say we, I was a part of the broadcast team in Washington when Joe Burrow came up there, and they actually tore his ACL in that game. But through the first half, I mean, I was sold. I was watching him get up there, execute the plays, get the ball out of his hands, identify man zone, see when blitzes are coming, change plays. I said, wow. Our quarterback doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. This dude's a rookie, and he's doing that already. Mm. And so for me, for him to come back and be who he's been mm-hmm. all season long, make play after play, all the adversity this football team's face, him personally, that offensive line isn't very good. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of people are writing this team off. Nine because you think about Aaron Donald, Vaughn, Floyd, mm-hmm. and just the rotation and where guys move around, and you think, man, they don't have a chance. When you got Joe Burrow, you got a chance. Because I'm telling you, he's way more <laughs> athletic than anybody gives him credit for, mm-hmm. and he's so smart. And I think this is going to be a hell of a game that you look at it on paper, you probably don't think so. But these two dudes, it's, it's going down, man. I just love me some Joe Burrow. And I'll tell you what, I wasn't singing his praises like this when he came out of LSU. Mm-hmm. So he's won me over. Yeah, I go back to the guys who won Let's it. Go. Right? Let's see the guys who won In the it. first two seasons. In, in the, the first two, two seasons. And there's, a, the there's another list course. of guys that got there and didn't win it. Like uh, Kaepernick mm-hmm. got there in the second yep. year, didn't win it. Uh, Mahomes got to the AFC Championship, didn't win it. Mm-hmm. I think of the greatest second-year season in the history of the sport, and I think of Dan Marino. Mm. All right, Dan Marino broke every passing record that season, shattered the single-season record for passing yards and for touchdowns, and was cruising the whole season. They they beat the Steelers in the AFC Championship game, and the second year goes to Super Bowl against the Niners. Marino wasn't great that day. He was not great. He went 29 of 50 through two interceptions and fell short. And like, if Burrow wins and he's the reason they're there. I could go, I mean, it sounds like it's, you know, in 56 Super Bowls, it sounds like it's hyperbole. It could be the greatest sophomore season we've ever seen from a quarterback. Because mm-hmm. he's he's the reason they're there. Like, we talk about Mike Hilton and Eli Apple all we want. If it's Ryan Finley or Brandon Allen at quarterback, they're not playing in the Super Bowl Correct, right yeah. now. It's Joe Burrow, and it all stems from his confidence, from his intelligence, from his strength. And, gosh, that AFC Championship game, mm. down 18 points. Mm-hmm in the second half to come all the way back, the perseverance, and I think it's everything is involved. It wasn't a highly recruited high school player, had to transfer out of Ohio State, his home state, and then had to then win the job at LSU and then get to the NFL and then has the ACL injury. Nothing is too big for this guy. No adversity he hasn't seen yet. I, I love this story, mm-hmm. and I think if he wins on Sunday, which is very possible, yeah. I think it might be better than Marino's second year. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's that good mm-hmm. because he finished the job and he actually tied the bow at the mm-hmm. end. I do think he has ascended into stardom regardless list, like you're saying, of the results of the game. Week 13, they faced the Chargers. We had all of these compare, who would you rather have, Burrow or Herbert? I saw Herbert on the podium in Vegas, the Pro Bowl. Patrick Mahomes and his family were at the Pro Bowl. Joe Burrow's already done what guys like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield and Justin Herbert have not been able to do. You're beating Patrick Mahomes twice in a season and you are, which nobody's done but Brady, by the way, and you are now in this point where you're playing this game, win or loss, and 
I do think it's important to mention that it's with the Bengals because that's tied in with this. This isn't some team he inherited. If Jared Goff had won it and beaten the Patriots, would Jared Goff be the superstar? I don't know, maybe, but there's something obviously intangible. There's star power with Joe Burrow, but there's also the fact that it is a fan base that he went and got this team a postseason win for the first time in 30 mm-hmm. years, star brought them back base. to relevance. He's the star. He's the reason. He sort of took them from the bottom of the barrel to winning the division. Mm-hmm. Even that first win over Patrick Mahomes in the regular season, that was huge. I did an interview with Pete Davidson about a Super Bowl commercial, thinking we talk a little whatever, what are you eating? He went in depth about his love for Joe Burrow and how he <laughs> likes mm-hmm. the subtlety, which I talk about a lot, of Joe Burrow. And I'm like, well, this is, if this isn't stardom, superstardom on a, on a stage, like who's hotter right now than Pete Davidson? The it guy. He's, yeah. The it guy loves yeah. the NFL it guy, yeah. so there's yeah, that. Superstar Joe. Back on Good Morning Football at the Super Bowl. We've got lots to talk about here. The Dolphins, guess what? They found their new head coach, as reported by our own Ian Rappaport and Tom Pellicer yesterday. Miami finalizing a deal to make Niners offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel the new man in charge. McDaniel played a crucial role in the Niners' success this season and now looks to turn things around in the Sunshine State, though they did have back-to-back winning seasons, so he can definitely make them more contenders in the AFC East and sort of make things better than they already were. Mm. Shregs, do you have any details on what led to this decision? Yeah. Friday afternoon, Mike McDaniel got to the facility in Davie, Florida, and they met for 10 hours with owner Stephen Ross and general manager Chris Greer, and he laid it out. And one of the big things that he told them was, I'm going to maximize what Tua can do best. I'm not going to think that Tua is going to hold us back. And he made the case for why Tua can be the quarterback there. Mike McDaniel's story is interesting. While everyone was fawning and praising LaFleur and McVeigh and Kyle Shanahan from that 2012 Washington staff, you actually were on that team. Mike McDaniel was a coach on that team too. He's <laughs> always gotten the best out of his quarterbacks and as much as he's given the credit for the run game and what they do with Debo, I think the quarterback question was such a big one in Miami and he had answers for what he wants to do with Tua. Very high on Tua. I got to speak to him this weekend and he's very high on what this team can be. Cool. Yeah, and I mean, I, I absolutely love Mike McDaniel. You talked about our time together in Washington. He was probably one of those coaches on the staff that should have been kept. He was mm-hmm. let go, end up uh, following Kyle Shanahan to Cleveland. But this is a guy who understands how to put his players in position to make plays. And I tell so many coaches this all the time. It's not necessarily about you. It's about how can you maximize the strengths of all of those guys on this roster. And there's no doubt in my mind, the way the 49ers play football, mm-hmm. you can win games like that. Mm-hmm. It is a mindset it is a physical nature, it's a physical brand, it's a I'm in your face, you have to stop me. If Miami can somehow intertwine some of that, get to a nice and comfortable mm-hmm. in the pocket, some of those throws. Like we talked about Jimmy G, right? Not always making some of the best plays. I still think Tua can be a great quarterback mm-hmm. in this league. You put a run game mm-hmm. beside a guy like that, mm-hmm. it just makes things so much easier. It takes a lot of that pressure Sounds off great. of him, lets him operate kind of within the downs, keeps him on schedule. I love the move. I saw a take that was, uh, you know, he was a passenger on the Shanahan Express. Is that like Zach Taylor was on the Sean McVay Express? Because Zach Taylor's coaching a football game across the street right now. Like, be very careful pigeonholing him like that. And just one thing I want to get very clear as a show and as a nation. Josh McDaniels. Plural. Is the Raiders head coach. Mike McDaniel is the Dolphins head coach. wasting your breath. I know. And yet I'm going to try anyway. I know you're not listening. I know Nate Brosen's already calling him Mike McDaniels. Nate, I love you. McDaniel, singular. There's two of them. And they aren't related. Maybe he can do <laughs> they for two of what he did for Jimmy. I'd like him to bring some of that rushing attack over to Miami. They were 30th in the league last year, and I'd like to see wrinkles for Jalen Waddle. This is Good Morning Football. By the way, half of the AFC East coaches, former Shanahan assistants, McDaniel and Salah. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The Rams' front office went big over the last couple of years. Super Bowl experience, star power, just incredible. Now, will the Rams' dream team model, guys, is this the new approach to get to and win Super Bowls, d I don't think it's the new model, but gosh, you got to like the way that they just committed and said, hey, this is what we're going to do. See a need, fill a need. That's from a cartoon. Mm-hmm. I can't remember really? which cartoon, but see a need, fill a need. And that's exactly what the Rams were able to do. Identify needs on their roster. And it's really, it's the beautiful mindset of, do you go with the proven commodity, right? Do you go and trade two first rounders for a guy like Jalen Ramsey? We know he's an elite corner in this league, right? Or do you say, huh, maybe in the draft I can find a guy. Right. I don't think you'll find a guy on Jalen Ramsey's talent level. And so that's why it's been so dope to watch from the outside looking in. Because when you're a player and you see your team committed to winning, especially right now, everybody can talk about planning for the future. But, man, it's so nice to see your team want to win right now, want to go trade away draft picks to go get talent. But it's the dilemma that a lot of front office face. Do I go with what I know or do I go with what I think I can get? Mm-hmm. And so I love the way that the Rams approach this. I thought every guy that they picked up was a vital part of the reason they're at this point right now. But it ultimately comes down to they got to win it. Mm-hmm. They have to win it to say it all makes sense. Yeah, and, you know, they traded a sixth-round pick for Sony Michelle, and people were like, what's Sony Michelle have left? It's a sixth-round pick. Yeah, yeah, what's a sixth-round pick? We don't know. Yeah. You know, it could be Elijah Mitchell or it could be a guy that never takes the field. you got to have an uncomfortable conversation if you want to go in to this approach. That's the thing. You got to be ready for it because Jared Goff took him to a Super Bowl. This front office drafted Jared Goff and traded up to get Jared Goff. And on the way back from Green Bay last year, I know there were some really hard conversations on the flight about can this Rams team ever get over the hump with Jared Goff? Everybody to a man in that building loved Jared Goff as a person. And they had to look in the mirror and say, he's not good enough. We can't win with this guy. And they went and they made that trade. And you better have the stomach for that. Because I look around the NFL, and I'm going to call out some names. I want to look around the NFL, and I want to see if the Tennessee Titans front office is watching. Huh. Mm, Ryan Tannehill is a very good quarterback in the NFL. He was the number one seed in the AFC, threw three interceptions in the biggest game of the season. Is Ryan Tannehill ever winning a Super Bowl? I want to look at Indianapolis. You traded a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. Oh, Trey is on fire right now. It's Carson Wentz. <laughs> he going, he going. This is what it takes, though. You got to have Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. They knew. They traded three first-round picks. The list goes on and on and on. We could go through probably 20 of the 32 teams. We could look at their quarterback situation and say, yeah, we know you drafted them. And yeah, we know you're the GM. And you're, but are you ever winning a Super Bowl with that guy? Mm-hmm. They did that. And Les Snead put his name on Jared Goff and said, here's my career move. I'm getting Jared Goff. And Les Snead said, you know what, Sean? You're right. Let's go get Matthew Stafford. I think it takes a very special sort of guts and sort of gumption to make that trade. I'm not sure every building in the NFL has that. Yeah, That's a great call, Peter, because we saw the Niners go right out there and fly on their, in their flight home, and I, I don't know if we have it. Because I don't know if it's if it's the Rams super team model. I, I thought it was the Bucks from the year before, and now it's the Rams, and now that's not a coincidence that two years in a row, let's load up with everybody and then look where we are. I come out personally, I, I love the less need bleep them picks model. I absolutely love it. I love the coffee mug. I hate draft picks. I do. They're looked at the next to godliness. Half of them don't work out. Even the first round picks, just they're, they're garbage you half said the time. This for years. I, it's people say, we got a first round pick. Is that going to amount to anything? Do you want to know who they traded for Jalen Ramsey Go essentially? On. 
Kaylevon Chason and CJ Henderson. Mm -hmm. That was who they got for Jalen Ramsey. Sounds good to me. Players, picks, bird in the hand gets you to the big game. And so now I feel like two years in a row, we've seen guys go big, get huge names, and end up in the soup. I'm looking at this draft. It doesn't seem to be terribly robust with huge profile talent. I don't know if there's going to be a Micah Parsons. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's going to be a Jamar Chase in this draft. I certainly don't know if there's going to be a high-end quarterback. This year, if any year, these other 30 teams, other than the Bucks and the Rams, who have watched these guys get players, spend picks, trade players. Maybe there's a keeping up with the Joneses here, where now the price for talent, the price for Super Bowl rosters has risen. And I don't know if it's going to go through the draft. Yeah. I may be in the free agency. It might be in trades. It's not just the Rams. It is the Bucks, and I do not think it's the end of it. Shriggs, are there other teams that have done or tried to do and pull off what the Rams have done and had success like that? Because yeah, it's... the 95 Niners did okay. it. When free agency first started, they just collected everyone. Ken Norton, and we're getting all these different players. We just collected. But the Eagles of 2011 are the team everyone points to and says they were turning yeah. the dream team. Right, right, right. And it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. yeah, it failed miserably. It doesn't always, right? So like, we have to give credit to the Rams that they were able to do this, be bold, be confident, put the target on their back, and it's worked for them. Mm -hmm. Worked. It's not always. And then you like there's teams that try to do it. Maybe it's not through trades, but I'm looking at the Saints, heartbreak after heartbreak, and giving out big deals to Alvin Kamara and to Michael Thomas and bringing in guys like Malcolm Jenkins. And it doesn't always work. It ends in, in heartbreak. And then you are strapped with the salary cap if you look at what happens at Shriggs if it doesn't work out. So it's a really bold strategy, and I think you got to be cautious with it and really think about what you're doing because you could end up being like, look at the Saints with what they are as far as uh, projected cap space for this year. It doesn't work for everybody. And, you know, you look at some of these teams. The Odell's a free agent now. Yeah. So this is like, yeah. we knew we're in for 2022. We're not looking at 2023. or 20 Odell probably won't be a Ram next year. He'll probably sign a big deal elsewhere right. and get paid. you got to have the stomach for it and know that, like, we're doing it and it's short term. Uh, there That's might not the be key. a parachute at Fine. the end of it. That's the key. It's short term. A lot of times teams, they want to plan for the future, right? This team is saying, hey, we're trying to go get a Super Bowl ring right now. We'll worry about the future later. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing about the Rams, a lot of people always talk about them giving up those picks. They tend to trade a lot of first-round draft picks, but if you kind of check how many picks they've made, they're still right up in the top five, top ten mm -hmm. as far as draft picks. They have uh, the second most draft picks since McVay got there, 45 that they've taken. They've just all been from rounds three mm -hmm. to seven. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Three to seven. Cooper Cup's the third rounder, so I'll tell you what, they know how to pick them. All right, we have some big news that just broke for one of the biggest stars on the planet. Please take a look at this. What do we got? Dwayne Johnson, after all these years, my football dream of standing on the Super Bowl field has finally come true. It will be historic. This will be my honor. This will be electrifying. I'll see you this Sunday. L F G. What's going on? So he's going to be there? He's going to be down on the field? Coin toss? Something. What are you talking about? Coin toss? He's going to flip he... that thing through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't know. I guess it's a special appearance okay. on the field before the game kicks off. I'm excited. And tune in early uh, on NBC on February 13th to catch all the pregame action. We cannot wait. Let's head to Tom Pelissero, who's yeah. <laughs> smartly warm somewhere. Yep. The Texans are one of there. two teams looking for a head coach. What is the latest in the uh, search for a guy in Houston? Well, Kay, the Texans head coaching search has taken yet another turn. Last night, they interviewed their defensive coordinator, Lovey Smith, for the job. Smith, of course, has been an NFL head coach twice before, 89 and 87 with three playoff trips over 11 seasons with the Bears. And the Bucks went to the Super Bowl after the 2006 season. Most recently was head coach at the University of Illinois, where he was fired in 2020 after five consecutive losing seasons. Now, for weeks here, it had seemed destined that Josh McCown, the former NFL coordinator, quarterback was going to be the Texans head coach despite the fact he had never coached above the high school level. He has not officially been told he is out but it is not expected at this point that McCown is going to be the coach. So there are only two candidates still standing in Houston. It is Lovey Smith and Brian Flores. How about it? Stafford and Cup going up against Burrow and Jamar Chase. You're looking at Santa Monica. You're looking at Los Angeles, California, home of Super Bowl 56. We are so blessed to be a part of it and with you on this Monday. That's right. It's Monday. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six days to go until this epic showdown between a jungle cat and a ram. It's all taking place right outside at SoFi Stadium. How's the energy, Shrags, in L.A.? It was amazing last night. There was a Clippers game by our hotel, and everyone is in Rams jerseys and Bengals jerseys. NBA, take a back seat. It's the NFL's week in L.A. We've got D'Angelo Hall. Shrags, great to see you. Kyle Brandt is here. We will be here every morning for four hours. Our show is presented to you by Gatorade, and it is time to hear from a guy we talked about all morning long. Oh, yeah. I'm Burr here in studio, and it's Joe Burrow at the podium out in Cincinnati. Let's take it live. It feels great. We worked very hard to 
to be in this position. I don't, I wouldn't say it's surprising. You know, I know the kind of guys we have in the locker room and the coaching, ch- coaching staff works really hard to put us in, in good positions to be successful. Danny with the ringer. You have been fantastic against the blitz this year. I mean, your passer rating is like 20 points higher when you're getting blitz than when you're not. You had that moment against the Ravens this year where you said, can't zero me. So I'm wondering, do you actually like being blitzed? Like, do you prefer to be blitzed? You know, I just think it depends on the situation. When you blitz, you have to play one-on-one outside. And the receivers that we have makes my job easy when, when I do get pressured. They win so fast that I'm able to just get them the ball in space. So, you know, those guys make it easy on me. We'll move to Aditi with NFL Network. Hey, Joe, um, we've talked a lot about how you're diagnosing defenses this year. Brian Callahan was really raving about the way you see the field. Can you tell us what your process was this offseason? Was there anything you committed to doing to get better at that? You know, every offseason, I kind of work on a little bit of everything. There's not really one or two specific focuses that I have. You know, seeing the field has always been something that has kind of come naturally to me. Pretty good at understanding spatial awareness and where everybody is. And so then if you add that with my preparation, I'm able to to diagnose the coverage fairly quickly. Next, we'll have Nate Davis with you. I uh, just wanted to see, it seems like a fun topic going into the week is just people talking about your your persona and the swagger and all that glasses, the chain, et cetera. Can you just talk about from your perspective, does that go back to high school or where did you, where did you cultivate that? Or is that just something that's come naturally to you? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really consciously think about it. I just wear stuff that I think I would like, you know, it's not like I'm shopping and be like, Oh, everyone would love this. Uh, I just have always kind of not cared what anybody thinks about and what I wear, what I do, and I just wear stuff that I like. Next, we'll have John Crick with the Toronto Sun. Given that your dad played professional football up in the CFL for several years, do you have any favorite memories your dad would tell about Canada or the CFL? And secondly, when you left Ohio State, uncertain even about your college career, was the CFL maybe an option for you? You know, he would always tell me stories of the Grey Cups that he played in. So that was always fun to hear about. You know, that was always kind of in the back of my mind if I had chosen to pursue that route. You know, maybe I, I didn't turn out to be as good as I was. You know, CFL was always in the back of my mind if I had decided to go there. Ben with New York Times. You seem to really enjoy playing quarterback and not just the football aspect, but sort of like the spoils and the rewards that come with it from your comments after the game against the Chiefs about, about the necklace. And there's that seemed to be just that personality about you that uh, the previous reporter asked. And I'm kind of wondering what you like about the entirety of being able to play that position and what it represents to you in the NFL? You know, I think my favorite part of it is, well, two things. On the field, you know, I get the ball, get the ball in my hands every play. You know, quarterback is the one position that can really impact the game on every single play. And the second is cultivating relationships in the locker room. I'm from small town, rural Ohio. And, you know, I think what's great about football is you can create relationships with people that you never would have had a relationship with otherwise, whether it's a guy from Chicago or Alabama or you know Atlanta. Those relationships are rare and exciting for people that come from where I'm from. And you know, I, I would say that's my favorite part. My favorite part about Joe Burrow is he talks to all of the media. He is so calm and strikes. He doesn't care what anybody thinks, and I believe him. No, and, and he's Kyle and I are sitting here watching that, and like he – they might win this thing. Like, he is so cool. He's like an assassin out there where this is not a big – this might as well have been week three of the preseason press conference yeah. the way he was. Mm-hmm. And I love what he said at the end. He's got such a global view. With the world with where it is, the NFL locker room is still one of the true melting pots. And mm-hmm. he's saying, I'm from a small town in Ohio, and I could be friends with Eli Apple from Voorhees, New Jersey, or Chidobia Ouzie, who's from San Jose, California. It's the one place still in this country where everyone can come together for a common goal with no discord, and they are all in, and that guy's leading the way. He's wise beyond his years, and the way he speaks, I could see why so many players follow him. It's a funny thing that just happened here at the table. We come off the top of the hour. Hey, we're in LA. It's Super Week. Wow, wow, wow. And we went to Burrow, and it just goes, uh, yeah, I'm not really surprised that we're here. We, we have really good players. It, it's We keep talking over and over mm-hmm. about how cool and calm he is. Mm-hmm. And then you watch, and you're like, wow, he really is. And this question of, is it ever, we're ever going to reach a moment across the street over there where it's too big for him, or he does get caught up. Mm-mm. He was down 21-3 to at Arrowhead out in the elements. If it hasn't happened already, it ain't going to happen. And every time you hear him talk, you come away with the same, that guy's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, hey, guys, there's a difference between acting cool and, and, and literally being cool. 
in the most pressure of moments and situations, we've seen Joe Burrow be so cool. Joe so, Shiesty. Kyle, you're absolutely right. We're here, full of energy. Yeah. And Joe Burrow gets on, and he's like, yeah, like you know, I didn't been here before. It's cool. Like, all he's missing is to lean back, uh-huh. throw your arm up, have your mm-hmm. cigar. And I know it's too close to game time for the cigars and stuff. But that's all Joe Burrow's missing. I'm, I'm doing it for him. I'm relaxing yep. for him because... That's what it's about. It's about being comfortable. It's about understanding, hey, I know we can go out here and go toe-to-toe with anybody. Our next guest joining us right now, a absolute dear friend of the show. He was a three-time Pro Bowler with the Cincinnati Bengals. And this Sunday, he'll be doing color commentary for NBC for the big game, the biggest stage in Super Bowl 56. He's also the man who pointed out that the Bengals have been on fire, losing just one game when they arrested all their starters in Week 18 since I went back to Cincinnati in Week 14. So please welcome back to Good Morning Football, Chris. What's up, Chris? What's up, Chris? What's happening? Although I've got to do this for K first. We're, we're <laughs> all paying homage to Kay Adams. Well, you show up one time, and that's, that's right. it. And all of a sudden, the Bengals can't lose again. Let's talk about this game. Yeah. Epic subplots, compelling storylines. What is the biggest storyline that you've got your eye on on Super Sunday? I think it has to be the protection of the Bengals' offensive line. You know, can you hold up against the Hall of Famers on the other side, Aaron Donald, Von Miller? They're just so good at getting after the quarterback. Uh, Leonard Floyd is as big a concern as anybody else. And then you got to deal with another Hall of Famer on the back end and Jalen Ramsey. But I do think that if these Bengals receivers can work their way down the field it's entirely possible at the end of this game if the Bengals pull off yet another road upset which they would have to go to Tennessee go to Kansas City and go to LA to win a Super Bowl but if they did that when all of a sudden we'd be talking about the Cincinnati Bengals as the Kansas City Chiefs is that unstoppable offense regardless of where they have to play regardless of where they have to go because they are phenomenally talented they are really something special at the wide receiver group well obviously Jamar Chase the the front of back Chris it was interesting at the end of the title game he was in tears tears of joy very emotional after the win which was a really cool sight but maybe a little bit surprising because it's not as if he's a 12-year guy who finally gets one he was a rookie one year and he gets to a Super Bowl as a Bengals wide receiver, which you know everything about. You went to your first Super Bowl as a Bengals rookie wide receiver. And we got glorious standard definition footage of it, of course, Chris. But tell us if you could sit down with Jamar and just say, here's what you should expect. or Here's what you should where you should get your head at before the game as such a rookie. What would you say to him? I wouldn't tell that young man anything. Right. He's one of the best players I've ever seen. I, I, I mean, I've already said it. I think he's the best receiver in the history of the Cincinnati Bengals. And that includes Isaac Curtis. That includes Ocho Cinco. That includes a lot of different people. The plays that he has made this season, where he catches a little 10-yard pivot route, we used to call it, and turns up field, and not only do they not tackle him, they don't lay a finger on him. I've never seen anything like it. And so that's going to have to be, I think, the way the Bengals win the game if they were to win the game, which is some of these athletic catch and run, you know, T. Higgins going vertical up over the top. T. Higgins is a beast. I went to practice with the Bengals the other day. He looks like a 250-pound tight end flying around the field out there. And Tyler Boyd is just a street fighter of a guy. I mean, he's just, you you would love him. And these guys are just phenomenal wide receivers and and it's going to be a show i I think this is going to be one of those big super bowl high points i just think it's going to be a show chris you know how much we hold you in such high regard and the malcolm butler play was super bowl and you and al were on it let me ask you from a broadcasting standpoint when you call a super bowl as opposed to the 18 regular season and playoff game you guys did bucks rams Is it different? Yeah, it's different. I'd love to tell you it's not, but it's different. And I can remember in that particular moment with that interception, Al was brilliant. I mean, you go back and listen to the call. He gets Malcolm Butler's name out the second that it happened. Meanwhile, while he's finishing up, I'm over there thinking, I'm getting ready to cause a real stir right here. I want to think this thing all the way through in every way possible because I literally had to say what was on my mind, which was, I can't believe the call. I wasn't so sure that the Patriots weren't going to let them score. 
If they had rolled out Russell Wilson, put him on the edge, give him a run pass option, maybe, okay, I've got that. But I thought it was one of the, the really strange calls. And But they said that was what they had planned all along. And I go, yeah, but did you see Marshawn Lynch just run it from the five <laughs> down to the one? I go, you know, sometimes plans change. So, yeah, it's different, and, and you want to get it right. But we're all human. Players are going to make mistakes. The coaches are going to make mistakes. The announcers are going to make mistakes, and the officials are going to make mistakes. So that's what makes it such a such a high wire. You know, it's, it's walking the tightrope at the end of the day. And – there are going to be heroes emerge. There are going to be goats emerge. There's going to be storylines about what we've said during the course of the broadcast, what the referees did. It is just with the world watching. You played eight seasons for the Bengals. You know the players. You know this fan base. Have you given any thought about what you're going to say if these Bengals win this Super Bowl? Millions of viewers around the world, all the Cincinnati Bengals fans. D-Hall, it's not going to matter. I'll tell you why <laughs> I say that. Because I've done enough of these games. And when I just do a regular season game, my goal is to get 50% of each side going he is completely biased against my team. So I know that's the, that's the social media take, no matter who's yeah. playing it. When I do a Bengals game, it is overwhelmingly, why do I hate the Bengals, right? That's the storyline <laughs> that comes out of it. So now it's going to be, he's completely biased in favor of the Bengals, or why does he hate the Bengals? There's only two yeah. things. Nobody's going to go right. and go on social media and go, Boy, what a good point Chris just made on that play. That was just outstanding there. That was really something. Yeah, right. That's not happening. So I, I'm trying not to think about what might happen if the, we get to the Bengals at the end. You know, I'll be happy for the Rams if they win it. Will I have a little extra heartstring for the Bengals if they happen to win it? Maybe so. I'm just a human. That's it. It's nice for you to remain objective. If When you see me doing uh, confetti angels, if the Bengals <laughs> win out there, tell Fred, tell Fred Gadelli I'd like the Zoom, please. Zoom in on me because I will be living it up for those Bengals. Thanks, Chris. D-Hall, that's what I'll be talking about at the end of the game if that happens. <laughs> the K-Factor. Chris Collinsworth, you will hear him at the Super Bowl. I mean, heavy is the, the head that wears the crown of that amazing, amazing Good opportunity. Luck. Good luck. We can't wait to hear it. Feed me some of these guests we have tomorrow, Grillo. I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. As we'll be, we'll be here again with you for four hours on NFL Network. Charles Woodson's going to hang out. Oh, we'll nice. drink whiskey with him. Okay. Yeah, he'll be here. We've got lots of guests and reporters, and lots of fun. So we'll be uh, here tomorrow. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.